Hey, this is your host, Jeremiah Latimo, and this is Gates of Perception. The totality of the universe is it's just perception. And uh, it's how we perceive things. And uh, there are no facts, only interpretations. The, the psychical events are facts, are realities. And when you observe the stream of images within, you observe an aspect of the world of the world within. And so, you see, the man who is going by the external world, by the influences of the external world, say, society or perceptions, sense perceptions, thinks that he, he is more valid. Don't relate yourself to any person, anything, any idea. Tell me. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. If this is your first time, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And if this is not your first time, thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation today. Today, I want to talk about learning to trust again. How difficult that process can be, especially if we've experienced betrayal, especially if we've experienced a traumatic childhood and having caregivers that really didn't show up and protect us in the ways that we needed at the times we needed it most. And how, dif how difficult that can be as an adult in navigating relationships and trusting that the person that I'm with does have a pure heart. The person that I'm with does have the best intentions for me. All of that can be a lot. All of that can be very challenging. And at times it may lead us to pull back completely it may sometimes lead us to even end a relationship because we're struggling to trust the other person for many many reasons so today i wanted to talk about some of those reasons that lead us to not trust people but also have a difficulty trusting people and how that still comes back to a conversation with ourselves and the question of, do you trust yourself? So this is something I'm really excited to talk about because this is something that I am learning and realize has really been a struggle for me. And I never noticed it until I got into the relationship that I'm in now. And having someone that is truly loving, that is really trustworthy, that is honest, that does take accountability, in light of that, all of the parts of me that had a difficult time trusting that, even though she's clearly showing me who she is, right? And that's a person that's willing to say, I fucked up. I'm going to own up to my mistakes and I'm going to do my best to correct them. She's clearly showing me she's capable of that. But for some reason, there are parts of me that are unable to ground into that reality and say, whoa. I'm with somebody that's trustworthy. Let me relax. Let me let go of these survival strategies. Let me let go of these coping mechanisms. Let me find out the parts of me that can fully deepen into love when I fully trust the other person. That's been an exciting, exciting journey to be on. And I'm currently still in it because, you know, trust is organic. You know, trust is like love. You know, it takes many shapes it takes many forms sometimes it is there one day and sometimes it's or sometimes it's difficult to access on a different day depending on what's happening 
So in my life, I've had my fair share of what I will call betrayals. A lot of those betrayals have happened from men in my life, from people I thought were my brothers, people I thought were my friends, even even as a child, even in high school and um, middle school, I've had those kind of very painful experiences of like, whoa, this person isn't who I thought they were. You know, this person just showed me their true colors or this person just switched up on me, you know, at the moment that I needed them the most, right? So I've had my fair share of those experiences. But what happens when we have an experience like that, it's like a double-edged sword because part of us is still processing the experience of being betrayed. But then there's another internal experience that happens where we start to lose trust in ourselves because we're like, wait, how did I not see it? How did I not read the signs? Like this person clearly must have been who they're showing me now the whole time throughout our relationship. How did I miss it? So what happens is then there becomes a corrosion of our own self-confidence. Our self-esteem begins to diminish and we begin to lose trust with ourselves. So from these experiences that I've had, especially with having parents that were very volatile and they were never at a state of like equilibrium. They were really unpredictable. Their relationship to their emotions was very unconscious. You know, at any moment you could be screamed at or, you know, given McDonald's for absolutely just being yourself. You know, like I would have days where we would leave from church and it would be like, Hey guys, do you want McDonald's? And I'd be like, wait, what the hell? Like we didn't even do anything. Like we didn't do anything to deserve. Why are we getting McDonald's? And it would just be like, Hey, like you guys, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful day. It's a Sunday. Let's all get McDonald's. So, and then it would be something else the next day. It would be maybe even the opposite and maybe a very chaotic energy. Me and my siblings would be verbally abused that day or after we'd get McDonald's, we'd be back in the car and we'd get verbally abused. So this kind of like up and down, never knowing what you're going to get, this hot and cold experience with my parents. So because I didn't feel a level of safety, also my trust in my parents also went out the window because I feel for myself, trust and safety are go hand in hand. So I only trusted them to the extents that I needed. But over time, that lack of trust in my caregivers and that hyper independence that I then developed as a result of that led me to then become an adult that had a difficult time letting people in. I had a difficult time trusting people had the best intentions for me. And through this conversation, I want to talk about how we define trust and i think we define trust in a way that we think that because this person is trustworthy and because i can trust them what we think when we have somebody that is trustworthy we think we have a guarantee to never be hurt again because this person is trustworthy so they would never hurt me so because they will never hurt me I then have a guarantee to never be hurt again. So sometimes we define trust by that definition to where, okay, this person is trustworthy, so I don't really have to be concerned with this person hurting me. And it's important to see that trust doesn't mean the person will never hurt you. 
And I think through this definition, we also deny the person of their humanness. We deny the person of their humanity. And that humanity includes the parts of themselves that are perfectly imperfect. What I mean by that is that they will make mistakes, that they will fall short sometimes, that they won't always show up as their best and highest self, that they will mishandle your heart, that they will make uninformed decisions. And from that, they will learn and grow. So in order to learn and grow, they must have those experiences to where they don't show up as their best selves, to where they make mistakes over and over and over, day after day sometimes, or repeat an old pattern, or remain triggered or constantly trigger you. But they need that experience so they can learn and grow and evolve from that, right? So what we have is a human that needs to make mistakes in order to grow. So what you have is a relationship that two people are looking to grow in. And through that, they're going to make a lot of mistakes, right? They're new to each other. They're new in each other's lives. So they can't love the other person completely and perfectly. They're a completely different person than them. So their values are different. Their upbringing is different. Their past is different. So with that comes a lot of learning, with that comes a lot of mistakes that that person might make. So what I'm sharing here is that trust isn't a guarantee to never be hurt again. Because there is no guarantee that you will never be hurt again, not even in life. Life hurts you all of the time. But life has your best intentions in mind. Life wants the best for you. So in our relationships, there is no guarantee that you will never be hurt again. So now we can start to redefine what we mean by trust. What does it mean when I say I trust this person? It's that when you have somebody that when they make a mistake, when they hurt you, when they mishandle your heart, looks at you and takes the time to recognize how they've hurt you. They understand the magnitude of pain they caused you. And they take responsibility for that. And they work to correct it. They work to improve how they show up. They work to improve how they care for you. They work to improve how they love you and to meet you in the place that you desire to be loved. Because as humans, they're going to make mistakes, but it's about can you own your mistakes? Are you open to accountability? Can I hold you accountable to the things you said, the agreements you made? So when you have a person like that who embodies that level of integrity, who wants to show up, who wants to assume that responsibility of taking care of you, of loving you in the way that you need to, right? Of being safe for you, who wants to assume that responsibility and fully shows up for it in the best way that they can. What you have is somebody that you can trust. What you have is somebody that is also honest. So from that, we usually think we've answered the question, can I trust this person? Yes. But the thing about the question, can I trust this person, really doesn't hold up when we watch people that are with trusting and honest people, but they're always anxious. They're always suspicious of the person. They don't feel safe with them. And it's like, wait, you really have somebody that's honest and trustworthy. Or in other situations where you have somebody that literally is not honest, is not trustworthy, is waving many red flags. The partner 
trust them completely, trust them more than they trust themselves. So what's happening here? How is it that we have trustworthy people that are not trusted by their partner? And then we have people that are untrustworthy and dishonest that receive this kind of blind trust from their partners. What's happening there? And it's that the question of, do I trust this person? Can I trust this person? Is only half of the question. The other half of it is, do I trust myself? Can I trust myself with myself? Can I trust myself to listen to my body? Because you see, in any situation, that's always what it comes down to. Are you going to trust yourself to listen to your gut? To honor your intuition when it tells you you should probably end this relationship? You should probably walk away. Do you trust yourself to listen to your body and say, wow, like there's a lot going on with me. And I can't help but to notice that it's a result of this relationship. Let me walk away. So when we don't have that level of trust with ourselves, what happens is we become very anxiously suspicious of people. We're constantly watching their movements. We're looking over our shoulders. We're paying attention to their social media at 24-7. How they're interacting with other people. Like we're completely in our heads. We're not living the experience of being in love. We're not living, we're not present for the experience of being in partnership. Because we're constantly trying to prevent some pain, some betrayal that we're anticipating. And then there's other situations to where we literally deny and abandon our own intuition. Because for some reason, we think this person knows more than us. We think that we can trust this person more than we trust ourselves. We trust this person more than we trust our own body to communicate our needs, right? We completely abandon that whole level of intelligence because this person says, nah, we're good. Like, I'm changing. What do you mean? Like, don't give up now. But your body is literally telling you, let go. And this person is telling you, don't give up. And you're listening to them over your own body. So what's happening is that there's no trust with yourself. There's no self-trust. And this is a result of experiencing betrayal. It diminishes your self-trust. And the way we begin to rebuild that, the way we begin to reestablish that is by recognizing no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. Like you can hope for the best, but you're in a space to where you're not fearing the worst. You can be with yourself and recognize that Hey, if anything happens here, I will be here for me, right? That develops a level of trust with yourself because you realize that you've always been there for you. So it reminds you and it brings you back to your own strength because from these experiences, what we often forget is our own strength. We start to lose touch with that and feel that level of resilience that we have, that any experience that we've had, any pain that we've had, we've somehow made it on the other side of it, right? It's reminding ourselves of our own strength that starts to develop that trust again. But we also have to make the time to visit and be with the parts of ourselves that feel that they need to protect us from some kind of pain that isn't here now, but happened in the past, that are anticipating that pain again now. 
we need to be with that part of ourselves if we know that that protection is not blocking us from love, is not blocking us from living life fully. You cannot shield your heart from pain and at the same time live a full life, be completely present in your relationship. You can't do both. You either are fully there, fully present, or you're in your mind. You're anticipating, you're analyzing everything that's happening around you. And the thing is that when we don't trust ourselves, we're not only not living life fully, we're also more likely to give away our power. Because if you don't trust yourself, how are you going to trust yourself with the power you've been given to transform your life, to manifest your greatest desires? How are you going to trust yourself with that kind of power? Because you're going to realize as well is that when you have that level of power to manifest your dreams, you also are given the equal power to sabotage it all. If you don't trust yourself, you won't trust yourself with that love, that kind of power. But you can see people outside who are quote unquote trustworthy you'll be more likely to give them that power because you can see that they're sure of themselves. And for example, people do this all the time with systems of authority, schools, governments, teachers, gurus, because this person seems sure of themselves. So I'm going to give them my power because they can handle it. They can manage that level of power because I can't. So what happens in our relationships, we also do the same thing. We give the person our power because we're like, wait, like this person is sure of themselves. Sometimes in empath and narcissistic relationships, the person is embodying a level of confidence, independence, right? That's distorted, of course. It's not healthy, but they embody something that the, the, the unskilled or wounded empath doesn't have. So what happens is that empath constantly gives their power away to this person. It's like, oh my God, he he knows so much. He he gets it, or you know, he said he's gonna change. So why why shouldn't I trust him? The person starts to trust this person more than themselves. But through that process, they they're giving away their power to this person. They're placing it in their hands. So this part of ourselves that has a difficulty trusting ourselves is something that's literally strategically done throughout society. And the world that we live in is everything is trying to keep you away from trusting yourself. Every experience, right? Every, what we would call a quote unquote negative experience, even positive experiences, they're still asking you the question, do you trust yourself? Because put it in both situations. Let's say you have a negative experience and that is betrayal or you were cheated on. Like, do you trust yourself to pick yourself back up after this situation? Do you trust yourself to find a partner that won't do that to you? Do you trust yourself to find a partner that will love and care for you in the way that you need? And then the other side of it, let's say you have a positive experience. Let's say you have a deep mystical experience with God. You in that moment are asking yourself, did that really happen? Did I really communicate with a higher force? Did that miracle just happened right in front of my face is that sign that i was looking for is it this right now in this moment 
So do you see that your intuition, all of these things still require that you trust yourself. Your intuition requires one thing from you and that you trust yourself. Your guides, the universe requires one thing from you and that's that you trust yourself. Because no matter what life events can happen, no matter what positive synchronicities and messages you can receive, you are still left with the question, do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself to take that action? Do you trust yourself to invest in that business? Do you trust yourself to follow that intuition that told you to walk out that relationship? It's still up to you. So this is why it's strategically done to keep you away from this part of yourself because you become dependent on everyone else to make decisions, to change your life, to walk out of a relationship or to enter into one. You're looking for everyone else's insight. Like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you, th- what do you think I should do here? You're looking for the news to tell you something. You're looking for the government to tell you what to do with your life. Everything is keeping you away from trusting yourself and listening to your body because your body knows. It'll tell you if this person is good for you or not, right? And then you can use everyone else's advice, opinions, or perspectives as a cherry on top as a support to what you already know. It just becomes support. It just becomes confirmation. But it's not the whole thing, right? You already have something that you're standing on. So when people provide that insight, people provide that perspective, or even receive different perspective from what you know, you're not swayed. You're not moved from your center. You integrate at the level that you need to, but you don't over-rely on it. You don't over-depend on it. So pay attention to the moments that you have difficulty making changes in your life. Difficulty making big decisions. Realize that not all resistance is created equal. Sometimes people will say, you know, your resistance to that change is because you want to remain comfortable. Like you want to remain in your comfort zone. You don't love yourself enough. Sometimes... That is the case, but most often than not, our resistance to something is really a question of, do I trust myself with the pain, the bliss, the joy, and the stress, and the responsibilities that come with this transformation? Do I trust myself with that? And at times when we don't trust ourselves, we'll resist that experience. We'll postpone our transformation. We don't trust ourselves with those responsibilities. We don't trust ourselves with those new experiences to be able to manage it without sabotaging it or just being able to maintain it. So sometimes this also becomes a block to intimacy and love and new relationships because we are asking ourselves, wait, am I going to be able to read the red flags that I missed in my last relationship? Will I be able to do it this time? Will I be able to trust my gut? Will I walk away if this gets completely unhealthy for me? So sometimes that is making up our fear of intimacy. Because we are, we are not sure if we can do it. We're not sure if we can make that leap. One of the biggest things that can help us build trust again is also having people that trust us. Like when we can see that external reflection of something that we want to embody and cultivate within, it helps us develop that. This is why it's so important to have 
clear mirrors in your life, people that see you clearly and can discern between your behaviors, right? Your survival strategies, the things that you're unlearning and the core and the essence of who you are. So when you have people like that, that can give you that kind of reflection and say like, I know who you are. You're not these patterns. You're not your past relationships. This is who you are. That can bring you back to that. That can wake you up when you need to, when you need that. That helps that process because our, we're heavily influenced by our environment. So when we don't create our environment intentionally, our environment creates us. So when we don't have people who around us that promote self-trust, that promote self-confidence, that promote that level of worthiness that we want to feel and embody and remember again, when everyone else is around us is leading us to question ourselves, that needs us to abandon ourselves to maintain a connection, what we're going to start to feel, what we're going to continue to feel is that level of distrust with ourselves. Because there's a part of you that's looking at you. It's like, why are you ignoring what's happening inside of your body? When we have people that fill us up, that we feel completely safe with, what happens is that those parts of us that feel like, I need to protect myself. I can't trust myself right now. I can't trust being here. Is this person honest? Is this person dishonest? What happens is they, they start to relax a bit more. Those parts of ourselves start to soften. And we can start to begin to have a conscious relationship with them because we can look at the people around us and say, wow, this person has brought nothing but joy and love into my life. I need to remind myself that I'm safe. So from there, we start to develop trust. We start to develop trust with ourselves because we're also paying attention to the parts of ourselves that are rooted, that are rooted in old pain. And we can be there for them, but we can disidentify with their experience. We can disidentify with their beliefs and we can look and say, wait, like that's not me right now. That's not who I am in this situation. And that's not the situation I'm in. But I can see that a younger version of myself needs my attention, needs my love, needs my compassion. Right? So when we can do that, we're anchored in our center. And everything else is happening around us, we're showing up for. So that builds trust. That builds resilience. And I would say the goal of all of this is to develop faith. Because it's one thing to trust yourself, which is huge. But realize that when you are trusting yourself, when you're trusting someone, when you're trusting God, you're always looking for something external to confirm. You're always looking for some kind of external confirmation. You're suspicious. You're hesitant. You're relying on something visible to hold on to, to make it through the other side, right? So when you have faith, you don't depend on external things. You're removed from that kind of thinking. You've evolved from that kind of thinking because you recognize that there is something that continues and has orchestrated your life up until this moment and continues to do so that you've never visibly seen. But it keeps your heart beating. It keeps your lungs pumping. And it's orchestrating your life, whether you know it or not. So because that is happening and that force 
has your best intentions in mind, loves you unconditionally, you then move from that place of, I need something external to hold on to, you relax and you find what is known as faith. You start to not rely so heavily on the external world to confirm what you feel. But you rely on something that's unseen to guide you. So when we can do that in our relationship to God or a higher power, but we can also match that level of faith. We can also match that energy with our relationship to ourselves. Because there will be times in our life where we're really challenged when there aren't external things to grab onto and say, oh my God, okay, everything's okay. Like there will be difficult phases of our lives to where three months we're just experiencing deep, deep pain. Nothing is going right. Everything is burning and crashing down, right? Our life, our responsibilities, our job, our relationship, everything around us just looks like it's crumbling. There will be those phases in our life So when we don't have external things to rely on and say like, oh my God, thank you, everything's okay. What are we going to do? That's where faith comes in. Because it's like, wait, despite what's happening in my external world right now, despite all of the pain that I'm experiencing, I know that there is something on the other side of this that I can't see yet. But I can see that all of this pain is working in my favor even though I don't feel like it right now, even though I'm wounded, I'm hurt, I'm in pain, my body is in pain. I know I'll make it on the other side of this. I have faith in myself. That is a step beyond trust. Now we've gotten to the place where we have faith in ourselves. And that's what I would say is the goal. That's what I aspire to have with myself. And I think as humans, when we reach that level of faith in ourselves, nothing, nothing can sway us from our center. We become a mountain. And as a mountain, nothing moves a mountain. Not the wind, not a tornado, not a storm. Nothing can move a mountain. You see? So when we're a mountain of faith, when we embody that level of confidence in ourselves to make it through whatever happens, it doesn't mean we're invulnerable. It means that we're fully open to life. We're fully open to love and whatever happens. We, we receive life with open arms. We receive love with open arms. We receive those around us with open arms. We don't reject anything. We've let go of all resistance. We surrender to the experience of life. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. If you are someone that is in this process of learning to trust yourself again after betrayal and after self-betrayal and are reestablishing that trust within yourself and with yourself and would like one-on-one support My details are in the caption. Private message me on Instagram. And let's get an introduction call so I can learn about how I can support you on your journey. Anyone that listened and resonated with anything that I shared and knows somebody else that might, please feel free to share with them. Leave a review if you enjoyed any of the episodes I've been sharing lately. Have a beautiful morning. Have a beautiful evening. And peace.